It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Scott Wetzel and Ben Stevens. We are live to start off a new day on Football Full Circle here on Sports Grid Radio. He is Scott Wetzel. I am Ben Stevens. And Scott Wetzel, what a finale it was on a Monday night in MetLife to end out week number one. A divisional duel between the New York Jets and the Buffalo Bills, where Scott, with the pregame festivities in honor of 9 11 in the greater New York City area with a new era beginning for Gang Green. Aaron Rodgers carrying the American flag out of the tunnel for the New York Jets. Never has there been more enthusiasm surrounding a season opener for New York than what we saw last night. But that enthusiasm and excitement, Scott, was short-lived as after only four offensive snaps, Aaron Rodgers was sacked by Leonard Floyd, stood up, went right back down to the turf, and Scott, let's start with the latest update that we have confirmed within the last half an hour Aaron Rodgers as the Jets field uh, feared at the end of last night has a completely torn left Achilles tendon he is out for the remainder of 2023 well that's amazing right I, I mean l- l- little pop quiz you know what do Brett Favre Neil O'Donnell Ryan Fitzpatrick Bubby Brister Santonio Holmes Le'Veon Bell all now and now uh, Aaron Rodgers all have in common all big time I don't know big time with Bubby Brister but all big time you know free agent moves signees that the New York Jets have made over the last 10-15 years and none of them and I mean none of them panned out and it looks like Aaron Rodgers like you said is going to be thrown right into that I mean 39 years old now 40 next year is he really going to play again uh, kind of reminds me of, uh, of Dan Marino when, when he did it you know late in his career never the same quarterback um, boy just just uh, you, know, you couldn't picture a worse scenario right I mean four plays and he wasn't even hit Ben really I mean he right he was sacked but it wasn't like you know someone fell on his ankle or he, he was basically just going down I mean you never would have envisioned that injury on the way he fell but when you're 39 years old, that's the risk the Jets took. That's, you know, what everyone said. Be careful. And uh, the worst-case scenario happened for the Jet fan and the Jets. The worst-case scenario has happened for the New York Jets. Got a year that had so much expectation and optimism in the offseason. Dating back to the middle of March, when Aaron Rodgers emerged from the darkness and made his intention crystal clear, he wanted to come to New York. He wanted to be the starting quarterback for the New York Jets. At that time, they had the fourth-best price to win the AFC Championship at plus 750. Because of what Aaron Rodgers can do for a football team and what he means, for an NFL organization and it lasted just four plays is this one of the worst regular season injuries at the beginning of a season we have ever seen for any NFL franchise Scott it feels like that based on where expectation was we will try to reset that expectation by the way for the New York Jets throughout this 
the show here on FFC. But before we do that, we welcome in our Sports Grid Radio audience on Sirius XM Channel 159. 159 is the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. He is Scott Wetzel. I am Ben Stevens. And confirmed after an MRI early on Tuesday what the Jets feared at the end of their Monday night victory to start off the season. Aaron Rodgers has a torn left Achilles, fully ruptured. He is going to miss 2023 in the entirety of the remainder of this season. Scott, we had Dr. David Chow, the pro football doc, on the early line earlier today for his injury assessment based on what he had seen with the multiple video angles and the re-examinations of Aaron Rodgers. He pretty much confirmed with near certainty and said that he was speaking to a lot of NFL insiders last night that it was clear to see the reverberation up the left calf. It was a fully ruptured Achilles tendon for Aaron Rodgers. Scott, I asked him the question, what's the timeline like? He was like, more than likely he is out for 2023. And then I said, I'm not happy I have to ask this, Dr. Chow, but is this the last we see of Aaron Rodgers ever on an NFL football field? Dr. Chow tempered that. He said, no, he does not believe so. He thinks Aaron Rodgers will come back, knowing the competitor that he is, knowing that does not want to be his final moment in the National Football League. But that is the conversation, Scott, for the 39-year-old Aaron Rodgers. Year number 19 for him in the NFL started last night. It ended very very quickly last night as well. He turns 40 years old in December. What does that mean for his recovery from this devastating injury at this time of his career and his athletic life? I think it calls into question, Scott, his future in the National Football League and his future as a quarterback in football. Oh, it has to, right? I mean, listen, the guy was 29, okay, no problem. But at 39, 40, we all know he's a little quirky anyway. I, I always question, I know he put up a good front, Ben, but I always question his desire uh, to really play this year outside of collecting the $50 million. Now he did adjust his salary some, but who knows really how much he's actually getting. I think he's actually getting more money guaranteed. Um, you know, if he has to show up to collect a paycheck, as we're seeing with the Washington Nationals, oh, by the way, with Steven Stroudsburg, uh, then I'm sure he's going to show up. But if you tell me he's not going to make any more money next year whether he plays or not I don't know 40 years old an injury like this as a quarterback that puts you in more harm I I, I don't know uh, listen we all we don't know what he really is thinking but I on the outside looking in I would say no and boy for the Jet fan you know you asked you know, has there ever been an injury like this yeah the Jet fans will quick to tell you Ben 1999 opening day year after the Jets go to the NFC or the AFC championship game nearly go to the Super Bowl very first game Vinny Testaverde ruptures his Achilles same exact injury trying to recover a fumble I believe it was and and that put you know the end of their hopes of basically uh, winning a Super Bowl that, that year so yeah the yeah. Jets have lived this before that was expectation for New York. Of course, there was sky-high optimism entering 2023. Scott, there will be some conversation today, of course, about the turf field that was newly installed in MetLife. Dr. David Chow, again, from his medical perspective, does not blame it on the turf, although some will. It was an interesting play. Leonard Ford riding on Aaron Rodgers' back, dragging him to the ground. And, hey, things happen at the age of 39 years old in the physical sport that is football. But, Scott, all of this happens, right? And the entire enthusiasm in the stadium at MetLife on that Monday night was absolutely drained. We heard from Robert Sala in the coach's interview in between the first and second quarters, and he did the best he could to put on a straight face. But, Scott, it seemed as though he was rattled. The New York Jets as a team, as a roster on both sides of the football, rattled. Zach Wilson now stepping into shoes he never anticipated, probably at all in 2023, Scott, but certainly in the home opener on opening night against the Buffalo Bills in somehow, some way, thanks to an incredible defensive effort in the second half, turning the Buffalo Bills over four times in the football game and a 65-yard punt return touchdown in walk-off fashion courtesy of Xavier Gibson, the undrafted rookie free agent, walking it off for the New York Jets in overtime. They beat the Buffalo Bills in a divisional game to start off week number one. And that's where we'll react up next next year Scott Wetzel on football full circle how the Jets pulled it off how Jets fans should feel on this Tuesday with the Aaron Rodgers injury news and what the expectation should be this year and maybe ultimately as well Scott 
what did that mean for the Buffalo Bills? Because, boy, it was not pretty. All of that and more next on Football Full Circle. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Scott Wetzel and Ben Stevens. We are back live right here on FFC. Scott Wetzel and Ben Stevens rolling with you here on this Tuesday, reacting to all of week number one being now officially in the book. 16 games got done, and now we move forward to week number two. Our reactions, though, to week number one, first and foremost, and we continue with our reactions to the week one finale. Monday night in MetLife between the New York Jets and the Buffalo Bills. Frankly, Scott, we'll look back on this week one finale in Monday night football with everything that entered this football game, with all the narratives and the eyeballs and the notoriety and the expectation and everything that entered between Buffalo and New York. On this stage in MetLife with Aaron Rodgers making his Jets debut is probably one of the weirdest and most beautiful and craziest games filled of madness we have ever seen because the actual football game Scott was a victory for New York 22-16 outright as a two and a half point underdog and it was a Jets defensive performance for the ages the second best total defense last year the fourth best scoring defense in the National Football League in 2022 proving why once again to start 2023 they turned Josh Allen over four times they picked him off three times they forced a fumble late in a crucial spot in the fourth quarter. The game goes to overtime after Buffalo's Tyler Bass banks in a doink off the left upright that went across the crossbar Scott to send the game to overtime from 50 yards out. And then as we had it there Scott in that extra session Buffalo goes three and out in their only offensive possession. They punt it away to to Gibson back there for New York and he takes it back six 65 yards to the house, a punt return touchdown, a walk-off winner for the Jets in that extra session. Scott, it was a wild game just in the actual gameplay itself, given the context of what happened to Aaron Rodgers only four plays into the football game. It gets even more mad. Yeah, and if you really want to get goofy, Ben, well, as I was watching the field goal, there's there's a flag at the top of the, the goal post. The flag is hanging down. The ball hits the flag and ricochets in, so it's good. If that flag, now this is going to be goofy, but if that flag is not there, it hits the goalpost and ricochets out. But because the flag slid just a little bit with the yeah. ball, it was able to slide inside the goalpost rather than ricochet back and, and no good. But, uh, yeah, listen, that's a big picture. Right? Obviously, Jets win the battle, but they lose the war. But the other issue is, you know, Josh Allen, man, I'm watching him play last night, Ben, and I, I don't know, you know, we were either wrong about him and we were watching a mirage for the first couple of years of his career, or he's just not a smart player. He, that game last night incorporated everything that he made wrong and did 
wrong last year. Just the, the silly passes, stupid mistakes. It's like we were looking at a rookie quarterback, not, not a guy that was a couple of steps away from going to the Super Bowl. I mean, those, those long pass interceptions were, were dumb, but maybe you write them off as, okay, it's just as good as a punt. The one yeah. that he threw into the flat there, that, that was hideous. Triple coverage. I mean, those are rookie mistakes that, for whatever reason, he made them last year, and he's making them so far again this year. I, I'm concerned if I'm a Bills fan because, again, I'm watching that game wondering if he's really that good. I completely agree, Scott. He took ownership for it after the football game. He said in the post-game press conference, it sucks when you're yep. the reason your team loses, and I am certainly the reason tonight. And he's not wrong, and I don't think many people could argue that. 14 interceptions last year, Scott, in the regular season for Buffalo. That's what Josh Allen had. He had three more in their two postseason games, two against the Dolphins. They barely survived. He had a pick against the Bengals and not a single touchdown pass. Of course, Cincinnati was dominant in Buffalo on that day in the divisional round. He also fumbled the football twice in the postseason. Uh or three times actually in the postseason lost one of them. He had eight fumbles in the regular season last year, Scott. Only lost two, but still putting the ball in harm's way. Another bounce this way or that. That could have been much more a season ago. He throws three picks yesterday in the opener for Buffalo. The first one, Scott, arm punt, third and long, fine. Show off that cannon arm, Josh, where you could throw it over every mountaintop in this country. I get it. The second one, I have no idea why he threw that. Jordan Whitehead by the way, the recipient of all three. And the third one was terrible. The fumble, Scott, in a crucial juncture late in the fourth quarter, where if Buffalo puts together a drive, they probably win the football game, and the New York Jets are sitting there with one of the worst openers in the history of their franchise. He drops the snap, but it's not because he dropped the snap the ball was fumbled. He picks it back up and decides, let me just run, and then he gets knocked down and fumbles again. Scott, he puts the football up for grabs and in harm's way far too often for a quarterback that entered last night as a co-favorite alongside Joe Burrow at plus 600 to win the NFL MVP award. And if you're Buffalo, that is strongly concerning, giving the track record last year and in those key moments in the postseason, putting the football up for grabs far, far too often in key and critical points of their season. Knowing, Scott, the Buffalo Bills are not trying to be a 10-win football team. The Buffalo Bills are not trying to just be a playoff team. The Buffalo Bills are trying to win an AFC championship and finally play for a Lombardi trophy once again. When your quarterback plays the way he did last night, not saying it's going to happen 16 other times and beyond this year, but when he plays the way he did last night and what he showed just statistically a year ago, Scott, that's got to be mildly concerning. Mildly concerning, I should say, for this Buffalo organization moving forward. Yeah, and a separate issue, but not really, Ben. As I was watching the game unfold, I was just uh, dumbfounded at some of the decisions he was making in running the ball. It's like, go out of bounds. What, what, yeah. what are you doing? He's taking guys head on. It's like, I mean, maybe it's just a macho game number one thing, but the scramble after scramble after scramble, he's trying to run over people. There was one time he tried to dive over the guy. I'm like, you're the star quarterback. Without you, like with a lot of teams, this team is nothing, and you're taking these crazy chances so it kind of like I, I translate that into him throwing the ball as well like his decision making whether it's throwing the ball whether it's you know running and knowing to get out of bounds or slide or not take defenders on head on uh, or with that fumble last night it just it, it can't it's, it's like he's a rookie it, it, it's unbelievable I, I don't I don't know can, can a guy be so good for two three years and then start to regress mentally you know his girlfriend this offseason you know, said something very telling, I thought, when she said mm. that he wasn't comfortable in the limelight because she's an actress. I forget who it is, but, you know, yeah. all the people, you know, all covering her, paparazzi and all that stuff. And he hated that. He didn't like it. He wasn't comfortable with it. And she actually said that. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, you're an NFL quarterback whose expectations are to win a Super Bowl. I, I know you're yeah. playing in Buffalo and the media might not be as big in Buffalo as other cities. But to say that you're not comfortable being in the limelight. I thought that was kind of strange, and I don't know, maybe the pressure these last couple of years has just gotten to him that unexpected, great, you know, it's like an underdog turning into a favorite. It's a different animal, and maybe he just can't handle it.
Yeah. I, you know, I, I would find it hard to believe. I can understand from a celebrity status standpoint that Josh Allen may be not comfortable in the limelight, despite the fact we see him on the Sunday ticket advertisement for Verizon each and every time you turn on your TV and watch some type of sporting event. But the expectation, Scott, has been there with Josh Allen since he became the starter in Buffalo and certainly the past three years where the Bills have won the AFC East each and every year, making the conference championship game, ultimately coming up short against Kansas City in 2020. That divisional round game in 2021 against the Chiefs. He can blame a coin toss in OT, but they still lost the football game. Last year at home, hosting the Bengals as a five-and-a-half-point favorite and coughing up a golden opportunity in wintry western New York. That expectation is always there. Buffalo favored in all 18 of their football games a season ago. So for me, Scott, when you think about it, that expectation is always there for Buffalo. I think they just fell well short of it last night. A golden opportunity to pick up a crucial divisional win. And frankly, when you think about the results, Scott, the outcomes, the wins and losses, that's really where things stand for the Bills outside of the extraordinary circumstances, of course, of last night and the injury sustained by Aaron Rodgers. Speaking of that, what do the Jets do from here? We'll break it down next on FFC. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Scott Wetzel and Ben Stevens. So where do the New York Jets go from here? A victory, a divisional win in their season opener. If you would have said that 24 hours ago, Scott, we might be crowning the New York Jets the new Super Bowl favorites or at least the conference favorites in the AFC. But they get a victory in overtime without Aaron Rodgers, who is now, as we got the latest update about an hour and a half ago, Scott, is out for the remainder of this year. It is what the Jets feared long-term, a ruptured Achilles tendon in his left leg. He is going to miss the remainder of 2023. So, Scott, it's always part of what I found so fascinating in discussing the New York Jets entering this season. Tons of optimism, and rightfully so. When you have a generational quarterback, one of the best we have ever seen in the modern era, in Aaron Rodgers. But making that realistic for a Jets franchise that had failed to make the postseason, 12 consecutive years, the longest playoff drought by a good margin in the National Football League, one of the longest in American men's professional sports. So for Scott, for the Jets, Scott, it was the idea of is making the playoffs enough? Well, not when you have Aaron Rodgers. It's not just a postseason berth. It's an AFC Conference Championship that you're hoping for. It's a Super Bowl trophy joining the one from Super Bowl three you hope to add in your facility. That was the hope. That was the expectation. And now it needs to be reset. Scott, where do you think the New York Jets find themselves as they wake up and assess this new reality on this Tuesday? 
I think they find themselves in a lot of trouble. <laughs> That's where they find themselves. Well, let's talk quickly about uh, the, the obvious ones, right? Everyone's talking Carson Wentz. 30 years old. You know, do you want to, first of all, you have to use, do you want to bring a guy in or do you just hand the team over to Zach Wilson? I, I think it would be a bad message to bring a quarterback in because you've been telling the world this whole offseason, we still believe in Zach. We still believe in Zach. We're bringing Rodgers in. We're, still, we're not trading him. We didn't get rid of him. Now the opportunity for him to play and, and you automatically throw him to the, you know, to the bench again so I don't think that would be a great message Carson Wentz 30 years old I mean he would be the most likely one but there's got to be a reason Ben that Carson's not on a team now because he clearly is at least a backup right so he's got to be asking for a ton of money and maybe the Jets don't have that money to spend and could you bring Flacco back you know he did play for them last year started some games for them um, he would be the most logical one from that aspect but you're going right back you know from the from the pot to the frying pan right Flacco's 38 you want to have the same problem you had with, with Aaron Rodgers Matt Ryan you know, I mean, he's got the most credibility out of all these guys, but, man, he was so bad when he was playing. Um, I, I don't think there's much left. Colt McCoy, or do you trade for a guy that's on another team? Is any, will, any team willing to help you out, whether it's a, a Mitch Trubisky or Teddy Bridgewater, you know, Andy Dalton down yep. with the Carolina Panthers, Jameis Winston maybe, Marcus Mariota, as bad as he looked in the preseason, right? I'm sure it's not going to take a whole heck of a lot to get him away from Philadelphia. Do you go that route? I, I think ultimately the Jets will just stand pat, maybe bring in a guy to be a backup, but I think this is Zach yeah. Wilson's team. 100%, Scott. 100%. I think it should be Zach Wilson's team, frankly, because you still drafted him number two overall in 2021. You understand he is not the face of the franchise you expected him to be when you drafted him now back at second overall in 2021, but still, you were hoping that under the tutelage of Aaron Rodgers, and by all reports, Wilson has already learned a ton from Rodgers, and he will continue to garner some knowledge from him thrown into this spot now that is almost impossible he can play, Scott, without the burden of a franchise riding on him. You're going to see if Zach Wilson has any shot of ever being the quarterback in New York. If not, you move on, you figure things out, and you hope Aaron Rodgers comes back in 2024. But I think it needs to be Zach Wilson's team. What is interesting, though, Scott, from a logistical standpoint, you're going to need another quarterback in that room. So who is that person right. going to be? Tim Boyle is on the practice squad, was not activated to the 53-man roster for last night's game, but he's going to be there. You just need depth. God forbid anything else happens injury-wise to that QB room in New York the rest of this season. So that probably leads to a free agent. I'm not sure you're trading any type of capital or money or cash for a Jameis Winston or a Marcus Mariota. I don't know if you can inquire about some of the promising rookies we saw throughout the preseason. A Dorian Thompson-Robinson for Cleveland comes to mind, and Aiden O'Connell comes to mind in Las Vegas, but you would have to think, Scott, those teams are very happy just in case anything happens with their quarterback to keep them in there. I'm not sure who that answer is. It's not going to be Tom Brady. The jokes are fun. Realistically, it's not going to be Tom Brady. He's not playing football again. There's going to be some outlandish claims. The Jets are going to have to add. And Scott, when you look at what what Zach Wilson did last night, 14 of 21, 141 yards, 140 yards, excuse me, one of the worst interceptions you will ever see where I could have thrown the ball uh, to Matt Milano the way that Zach Wilson did, but a touchdown <laughs> toss that maybe wasn't the best throw, but an incredible play made by Garrett Wilson to reach out, go over the defender, tip it to himself, and somehow come down with it for a key touchdown late in that fourth quarter. And Scott, two things I'll say. Again, you think that Zach Wilson has already gained a ton of smarts from Aaron Rodgers and that Aaron will still be invested in guiding Zach Wilson this year. That is a positive in itself. And Zach Wilson was getting zero time with the ones throughout this preseason and training camp. Now he'll be the guy to call the shots and take those reps with the starters in practice. And then I'll figure finish it out with this, Scott. I think if you're trying to look for optimism today, if you're the New York Jets, you take a glass half full approach and you look at all the talent that you have on this roster. Brees Hall in his first game since tearing his ACL. Oh, great. Week 7 of last year. Incredible, Scott. 10 carries, 120
27 yards. Even the newly acquired Dalvin Cook, who only had 13 carries for 33 yards, still a key component of the offense. 26 receiving yards as well. Nearly 60 from the line of scrimmage. Garrett Wilson made one of the best catches of the year, and we saw it week number one. In a moment, Scott, a highlight that might be forgotten in the history of when this game is told. Al Lazard looked good in his debut for New York, and again, defensively, you're not going to find a better performance than you did out of the New York Jets last night in that second half, holding the Bills to only three points, turning Josh Allen and Buffalo over three times in the second, four times in the game overall. Quinn and Williams looks all the part of paying him to be the second highest paid defensive tackle in the National Football League. His brother Quincy behind him, 10 tackles yesterday. DJ Reed was great. Sauce Gardner was pretty good on Stephon Diggs for most of the football game, despite the fact Diggs had over 100 receiving yards yesterday. You had a great game from Jordan Whitehead, who made all three of the interceptions against Josh Allen. Scott, when you're looking for the glass half full approach for New York, it's knowing that outside of the quarterback position, the roster is as stacked as it has been in New York the past decade, and maybe there is some hope yet for gangrene. Yeah, and the other thing is, unlike with some of the other teams in the AFC East, there are a lot of winnable games on this schedule. You know, you have games against Houston and Atlanta and Las Vegas and the Giants, who I think are going to be bad, and Washington. Um, you know, even at Denver is, is a winnable game. So, to me, the key is to not lose, like, the next four or five games in a row, fall to one and four, one and five, and have the whole team know and fan base know, you know what, this season is done. You know, they're going to play at Dallas. That's going to be a tough opponent next week. But then they got New England at home. They could win that. They go to 2-1. Probably won't beat Kansas City even at home, 2-2. Two and two. But then they play at Denver. That They could win that. Now, now you're back to 3-2. Three and two. Now you're back home against Philadelphia. Again, probably not going to win that. But you could be 3-3 three and three heading into your bye week with the Giants and a home game against the Chargers and Raiders coming up the next three. I mean, don't, like I said, don't lose four in a row and then lose complete faith. And then the other aspect, if you want to be really positive, is, you know what? You're going to find out one way or another about Zach Wilson. Rather than have Zach sit on the bench all year, not really knowing what you have, you know what? His third year, he should be as good as he's going to be. Throw him back in there, and if you find out he stinks, well, then you get another top five draft choice. You get Rodgers maybe coming back the following year, or you're in a position to turn the whole page with a great team and go get yourself a quarterback in the following year's draft. Yeah. Yep. Scott, the New York Jets entering the year, like we said, right? What were the expectations for many with Aaron Rodgers at the helm of this Nathaniel Hackett offense for Gang Green? It was AFC Championship or bust, maybe even Lombardi Trophy or bust. Realistically, though, it was hopefully getting to the postseason in a competitive AFC, in a competitive AFC East division to begin with. The Jets were a minus 122 favorite to reach the postseason this year. Now, Scott, obviously favored to the no to miss. It's minus two. 60. Let's not forget Zach Wilson and Mike White, a combination of the two, had New York at 7-4 and four after 11 weeks for New York. They lost their final six. A big part of that was the quarterback play. Do not make a mistake here of what I am saying. But they did overperform on expectation a year ago. And if they can get to that level once again, Scott, there is a shot this Jets team could be in the AFC wildcard race. Yeah, they also had Flacco. He won a few of True. those games at the beginning of the year as well. So, But they went odds-wise, Ben, from 16, 15, 16, 17 to 1, depending on where you did your shopping to win the Super Bowl, to now 65 to 1 on fans. Yeah. I mean, yep. just balloon. You know, division race, you mentioned it. They they went from, you know, one of being the top two teams, minus 140, 150, or plus 140, 150, whatever it was, to plus 550 now. The conference yep. race, yep. same thing, right, right through the roof. I mean, Listen, with that kind of defense, you know, you, you pull Zach aside, you pull the team aside and say, we're not going to win games 30-27. It's not going to happen for us. We have yeah. to win games 17-14. We've seen defensive teams, you know, go to Super Bowls and be successful. That's what the Jets sure. are going to have to do. For sure. It's, hey, Zach, hold on to the football. Do not put it in harm's yep. way and trust your playmakers to make the most out of the opportunity given. They were 10-1 to 1, were the Jets entering that Monday night opener against Buffalo to win the AFC tied for the fifth best price at on $21. It is now 31 to 1. More on Football Full Circle up next. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Scott Wetzel and Ben Stevens. We're back live right here on FFC. It is Football Full Circle. All right, Scott, week number one of the NFL season is now officially in the books, and we have seen so much market movement. And that's what happens, Scott, in the NFL. It really is a week-to-week league. We make our assessments. Perhaps we overreact based on a small sample size, but that's because each and every game in the regular season because there's only 18 weeks of it only 17 games for all 32 NFL teams it is incredibly crucial Scott we talked about the changes in the AFC the Jets despite a victory now 31 to 1 to win the conference championship they are plus 550 to win the AFC East and Scott let's start there it was a division that everybody expected to be one of if not the most competitive in the NFL in 2023 such so that based on win total projections, Scott, all four teams in the division had four of the eight most difficult schedules this year in 2023. Now, as it stands, we'll see how that all factors out given the reset of expectations for the New York Jets. But Miami currently, Scott, is a very slight favorite in front of Buffalo. The Dolphins, of course, very impressive in their come-from-behind victory late in the fourth quarter in L.A. on Sunday. The Dolphins win 36-34 over the Bolts. They're plus 140. Buffalo only five cents behind, plus 145. The Jets fall all the way back to plus 550 despite a divisional win. Scott, I joke about that because we were talking about it on our production meeting for the early line yesterday, getting ready for how we were going to react to what the Jets and the Bills put on display on Monday night. And one of the questions we had was, where is the market going to go? If you were to say the New York Jets won a divisional football game, they're probably booked as the favorites to win the AFC East. But of course, context is necessary, having lost Aaron Rodgers for the year. And New England did not make it easy, Scott, on Philadelphia, but ultimately does fall on Tom Brady Day 25 to 20. So Scott, what do we do now with the AFC East and how is it going to impact the conference and the league outlook overall? Listen, I said this before the season began, so despite what happened over the weekend, it actually influences me and convinces me even more. I, I think this is Miami's division to win. Um, you know, Patriots look like it's going to be a long year with that offense. Uh, Jets, you know, listen, you can talk optimistically all we want about Zach Wilson, and the defense is very, very good. They're not going to get blown out of game. They're going to be in all the games, but to really win that division, I don't think that's there, and I'm not impressed with Buffalo. I think the Bills are in trouble. Uh, you know, they can, could run the ball um, and I'm, I'm Josh Allen is really beginning to worry me so I think the Dolphins at plus 140 they're the favorite even though they're kind of like on the second level uh, on yeah. FanDuel but they are the odds on favorite at plus 140 I think it's their division to lose not saying they won't lose it you know but I I'm, right now you give me the best division or best team in that division it's got to be the Dolphins right 
I would think so. And Scott, prior to the Aaron Rodgers news, prior to this season, of course, I said and I told you that I thought the Dolphins were actually the Bills' biggest competition in this division, contingent on the health of Tua Tungabailoa. He looked incredibly healthy to the tune of 466 passing yards. The defense needs to improve. It's the biggest question mark for Miami. But I believe in Vic Fangio turning things around. And certainly, you would think an uptick is on the way when Jalen Ramsey returns in just a few months. Scott, the top three teams in the AFC title race at the moment, the Chiefs, the favorites, plus 360. We saw some movement for Kansas City, Scott, following their opening night loss to Detroit. But now they're back more than $2 in front of Buffalo with a distinction there. The Bills have the second best price at 6-1. to The Bengals third best at 7-1. to There's a distinction for the Chiefs, I think, because of everything else that happened in the AFC, not because of their loss against Detroit. But those are the three best prices. Chiefs plus 360, Bills plus 600, Bengals plus 700. Scott, all three of the heavy hitters, the tier of three in the AFC to start the year, lost their opening games. Yeah, it really is weird. And then you throw in, you know, the Jets obviously lose their quarterback, so take one off the, the list from them. Baltimore loses the by far their best running back, terrific player in Dobbins, right? No, that might not decimate them like the, the injury to Rodgers will with the Jets, right. but still, that's a, that's a big blow. We got Kansas City not looking good, Buffalo looking awful, Bengals looked atrocious. I mean, is the door, you know, is as good as the AFC is, is it open for a team to, to emerge? I mean, I, I would have said Pittsburgh or the Chargers, but they both yeah. lost. Not that they can't yeah. do it. You know, that leaves one, well, leaves two teams standing, Ben. Two teams. Jacksonville, mm. and I can't believe I'm going to say this, the Cleveland Browns. Never yeah. been to a Super Bowl for in all their years. I mean, they looked as good as good can be, right? Even Jacksonville, you're a little, little concerned how whether they struggled against the Colts. Uh, the, the Browns, is it maybe finally the Cleveland Browns fans' year? It's amazing what we can think of after just one week. Right. One week, right? And we'll see if the market yeah. is overreacting to those numbers as well. The Browns now plus 950. Before the year, Scott, they were 17-1 to 1 to win the AFC. Their price nearly cut in half after one, albeit big, home divisional victory over the Cincinnati Bengals. The Browns have another divisional game, a part of the doubleheader next Monday night in Pittsburgh. The Steelers, a home underdog once again. Of course, Pittsburgh did not look good in any fashion against the San Francisco 49ers. Is that a line overreaction to make Cleveland even a slight one-and-a-half point road favorite, or is it representative of these two teams at this point? I think we'll also get a litmus test, Scott, for Jacksonville week number two. They host the reigning champs in Duval County. The Kansas City Chiefs, a three-point favorite. It's the game with the highest total of week number two, and that Sunday slate, Scott, at 51-and-a-half. But KC has some reinforcements, it would appear, on the way. There was the report in the Thursday night opener on the telecast Melissa Stark of NBC saying the Chiefs do expect Travis Kelsey back for week number two against Jacksonville and then yesterday the reworking of the final year of his contract in Kansas City Chris Jones's holdout is over he is back with the Chiefs got a renegotiated one year extension or at least this final year of his contract where he was set to make $20 million but based on some added bonus and incentives, he can make a few million dollars more on top of that. Rather similar to the deals we saw with Josh Jacobs and Saquon Barkley ending their holdouts as it pertains to the franchise tag. I'm not sure about his future beyond this year, Scott, for Chris Jones in Kansas City, but he will be there this year for the Chiefs, a necessary piece after their opening night loss to Detroit. Yeah, it clearly looked like he went as far as he could go without really missing a paycheck. Like, if he would have showed up before week one, okay, everything is fine, he shows up. He, he missed one paycheck with this game, but they probably threw some incentives in there where he's going to be able to recoup that. So he figured if he missed a second game, now he really, really would be losing money. I, I thought it was surprising enough at $20 million he would be sitting out, so not necessarily surprised. By the way, uh, that he actually got a deal done yesterday. What, what do you think of the, uh, the two Monday night games? Over the next two weeks, it's going to happen next week and then the following week as well. 
I'm, I'm just a little I, I don't get listen I, I love two games you want to give me two games Monday night great Ben I don't know why you'd basically have the two no. games they'll go in head to head they're separated yeah. by an hour which is great but why not have I don't know why make this stuff harder than it has to be well why not have a game on the east coast at seven o'clock and then a west coast game starting at yeah. 10 o'clock right? I mean, instead of yeah. having head to head basically yeah, that's what they used to do, right? There was that opening Monday yeah. night of the year, the doubleheader on ESPN, where there would be an earlier kick around a 7:15, 7:30 for a game along the Eastern Seaboard, and then a game featuring West Coast teams later on that evening. I get that going head to head now. I'm not entirely sure. Maybe just the overall sum of viewership is better for TV networks. I'd rather have an additional game for Scott Hansen to be breaking down in red zone or on Sunday Ticket, whatever it might be. <laughs> so I don't really love it. I'm not a huge fan of it. My attention will probably be more with the Browns and the Steelers as opposed to the other game in the doubleheader next Monday night being the Panthers and the Saints. New Orleans, a three-point favorite. By the way, the Browns now up to a two-and-a-half-point favorite in Pittsburgh. New Orleans, a three-point favorite in Carolina to end out Monday night. And, Scott, that's now the conversation, right, for week number two. Is the market overreacting based on one single weekend, or are we going to see these teams live up to now what the odds expect in this second weekend of the year. For instance, Scott, I think you look at a couple of games that really show that to AT. When you stand and you look at the New York Jets, now a seven and a half point underdog against the Dallas Cowboys. Seven and a half was a number this morning, Scott. Screw that. It's nine and a half now in favor of Dallas for that late afternoon Sunday slate. The Cowboys hosting the Jets. That's a nine and a half point spread without Aaron Rodgers. Other areas that stands out to me, Scott, you have the Chicago Bears now, a three-point road underdog in Tampa Bay. The Eagles, a seven-point favorite against the Vikings to kick things off on the first opening Thursday night on a short week of 2023. The Packers, a road favorite in Atlanta. Are all these markets moving too much, Scott, or do they feel right to you? I think they're moving a little too much. And here, here's another one. This one clearly uh, stands out for me is the Monday night game. Cleveland laying two and a half at Pittsburgh. Now, Browns lose to the Bengals and the Steelers beat the Niners. You know Pittsburgh is not going to be a home underdog to Cleveland, right? That that was, I don't know what that was preseason. You know, they post some of these odds uh, over the summertime. But I'm sure Pittsburgh was a, a three and a half to four and a half, I would think, point favorite uh, over Cleveland. You said it early, Ben. In football, NFL, man, it is a week-to-week -week thing. The, the perception changes so much based on just one week. You do all this research over the summertime and analysis and this and that. And you get one bad game. You know, for Joe Burrow in Cincinnati in particular, the guy just signed a multi-gazillion-dollar contract. I had a feeling. I have a system. I, I play against coaches and players who sign zillion dollar contract literally I'm not joking uh, the next game because they're not focused so I, I'm going to throw that out the window you know Green Bay being a favorite at Atlanta I don't think that would have been the case you know had they uh, lost to the Chicago Bears yeah. so go back to what the original thought was I think for week number two and then listen yeah. if, if, uh, if the, you lose then you you know realize okay Tampa Bay is actually pretty good or Green Bay with Jordan Love is actually pretty good or Cleveland yeah. uh, you know being the same thing yeah, and I think, Scott, you'll start to get the idea of whose line is this, right? Like the 49ers going to L.A. on Sunday afternoon. The Rams and the Niners, you would think L.A. pulling off the divisional stunner in the upset on the road in Seattle, winning outright as a four-and-a-half, five-and-a-half-point underdog would probably be getting a little bit more respect. But then San Francisco blew out Pittsburgh with at least the second most impressive performance, if only behind the Dallas Cowboys from Sunday and week number one. The Niners remain an eight-point favorite on the road in Los Los Angeles. So, Scott, is that a San Francisco line because of how impressive they looked? Or is that just saying, hey, maybe the Rams, despite a blip on the radar, aren't exactly still going to have the best year in 2023?
Yeah, that might be the one game slash line that they're not buying into what the Rams did. I watched yeah. a good port. They look good. Listen, that, that rookie wide receiver, he was terrific. Boy, you get him with Cooper Cup when he comes back, that, that might not be a bad football team. You and I both agreed, if I remember correctly, that we thought the Rams might be at least halfway yeah. decent this year and it wasn't going to be an awful situation. So, But I think that's the Niners looking really impressive, I suppose. Um, yeah. But I, I off, the, you know, off the cuff right now, I, I would take the Rams plus the points. Yeah, me too. Puka Nakua, a rookie wide receiver yes. out of BYU. 119 yards, was targeted, I believe, 15 times by Matthew Stafford. So much for not being able to connect to his young rookie teammates. We will come back on football full circle looking at the changing NFC championship odds. That's next on FFC. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Scott Wetzel and Ben Stevens. We are back for just a few more minutes live right here on Football Full Circle. Scott, we shared the changing market atop the AFC. We've already seen a favorite change in the NFC Championship odds. Despite the fact the Eagles went on the road to Foxborough on Tom Brady Day, it was not pretty by any means, but New England's not necessarily a slouch, and the Eagles still somehow, some way, covered as a four-and-a-half-point favorite, winning by five. The Eagles are no longer the favorites to win the NFC. That would be the San Francisco 49ers, plus 334 San Fran, plus 374 Philly. Dallas rounds out the top three at five to one. Scott, that would seem a little bit too much for me. San Francisco was wildly impressive on the road in Pittsburgh, and that's what I think causes this move in the odds. But Philadelphia is still the team I trust the most in the NFC, and I'm not entirely sure why you moved them out of the favorite spot despite a road victory in cover week number one. Yeah, more of a pro 49ers versus an anti-Eagles thing. I think oh, yeah. the offseason, people just didn't know about that 49ers quarterback situation and whether Purdy, you know, we knew he was going to be the starter, but we just didn't know after the injury. Was last year a fluke? Is the injury still going to linger? And then, uh, you know, those answers supposedly were answered, you know, in the performance he had against the Pittsburgh Steelers where he and the Niners look great. McCaffrey stays healthy. Um, so I don't think it's an anti-Philadelphia thing versus just a pro San Francisco. 49ers thing and I would if think the Niners so. are healthy then that they would be the better team I think certainly so Scott I think when you saw the pro San Francisco stance it was all right this San Francisco team is a legitimate Super Bowl contender and it's not like they vaulted up the board taking their price down by five six bucks they had the second best price entering the year behind Philadelphia at four to one so take 70 cents off and add a few on to Philly that's where we see ourselves now the Eagles, though, a full touchdown favorite on a short week. Thursday night football starts week number two in the city of brotherly love in just about 48 hours. That does it for Scott Wetzel and myself, Ben Stevens. Today on Football Full Circle, we'll be back tomorrow starting at noon Eastern time, live right here on Sports Grid Radio.
It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.